I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, and welcome back to the news du jour, a calmer space to consume the news. So I wanted to remind you guys that our merch is live on www.sugarfreemedia.co forward slash shop. And we have trucker hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, stickers, and more. I hope you enjoy and thank you to everyone who has already placed an order. Welcome back after the holiday weekend. I'm always so excited to record when I've been off for a few days because I really missed you guys and missed, you know, just diving into the news and finding some juicy stories for you guys. And today we have an episode full of juicy news stories for you guys um, that are a bit long. So I'm going to go ahead and cut to the chase and jump in because I don't want to run long for the day. First up, we do have a mini story. So yesterday, United Airlines issued a grounding of all of their flights due to a computer problem. This is obviously alarming, and we will update you if we get any more information about the specifics of this technical glitch. Then for our first longer story today, a chilling meetup, Putin and Kim Jong-un. So Kim Jong-un shaking hands with Putin is a sight that should send shivers down all of our spines. It smells like autocracy. It smells like World War III. And yet, this is what seems to be on the menu. Despite the fact that Kim Jong-un is a very reclusive leader, he plans to leave his hideaway in North Korea to visit Putin in Russia. And with the backdrop of war in Ukraine, this is a pretty unsettling vibe. Reports allege that Kim Jong-un plans to travel by Putin's favorite form of transit, armored train. The two plan to chat about North Korea selling munitions to Russia. Again, an unsettling idea. North Korea, as we have covered on this podcast, has been bulking up its weapon stockpile. And maybe this is part of the reason. Maybe they plan to manufacture arms that they can then turn around and sell to other communist or formerly communist countries. The thing is, North Korea, though, has pledged not to sell weapons to Russia publicly. So if they go through with this plan, it would be violating what they have pledged to in the past, and that will disrupt international relations for sure. And this obviously has a lot of context. You know, there's a lot of context that comes with this meetup. So China and Russia have also been very buddy-buddy lately. Meanwhile, we are increasingly finding that China has been spying on American citizens The Wall Street Journal wrote that there have been over 100 incidents involving Chinese nationals who seem to be tourists in the U.S. who were really here trying to gain access to U.S. military operations. Super creepy. 
What's more, as we've covered on the show, Biden recently hosted the leaders of Japan and South Korea at Camp David. So things are really feeling more and more like there are two teams. You know, there's the U.S., NATO, Ukraine, South Korea and Japan, one team, and then sort of the dark forces of Russia, North Korea and China teaming up. And again, it's not a good sign. It's not a settling thought, but we're definitely going to keep you guys posted every step of the way. And then for our next story, so this is a longer story. However, it's kind of a bunch of mini stories. So there's a ton of music related news. So I wanted to cover a bunch of little smaller topics. So the theme is music for this next next story, but we're kind of going to, you know, bullet point through some different smaller stories. First up, the Eras Tour movie. In case you hadn't heard, for those who could not get tickets to Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, which was sold out in like minutes of becoming available, there will now be a movie version of the tour where you can go and live the magic of the tour alongside other Swifties coupled with popcorn and a large Coke. What's more, Taylor is encouraging everyone or her fans to sing, dance, and exchange friendship bracelets at the movie theaters, dress up just like they would if they were going to a concert. So Basically, that means the madness will continue. It opens October 13th. Next up in our music-related news, Travis Scott goes on tour again. I did want to issue a content warning. This story involves people being trampled to death. Okay, so I don't know if you guys remember the tragedy of Astroworld. We covered it on this podcast at the time. But essentially, there were a number of people killed in a stampede of sorts at a Travis Scott concert. Travis reportedly knew that there was something going on that was nefarious, that was bad. Um, And he said something to the effect of, you knew what you were getting into when you came to my show. And he basically just continued performing as if nothing was happening when really people were being trampled to death. What's more, his stage set had this sort of fire and brimstone feel to it or like theme to it, which further heightened the fear factor with the crowd. Like once people started panicking and actual human beings were being crushed to death, people described it as demonic and conspiracy theories online have tried to suggest that this was like an intentional thing as part like by the people who are hosting this concert that like they wanted this sort of like hell feel to it which is really disturbing but incredibly far-fetched and really doesn't have anything to back it up that these people were intending for this to happen however there wasn't adequate security there were a number of things that kind of went into facilitating this situation 10 people died and countless more were like gravely injured it wasn't just casual injuries it was like collapsed lungs and like broken ribs and things like that and it was a bad look for Travis no matter how you slice and dice it because he tried to apologize the next day but how can he apologize when he just didn't even care in the moment so Travis Scott is from Houston and you know I think no matter what all of this is going to bring up Astroworld him starting a tour again like it's gonna come back to the forefront I mean we're talking about it right now 
I think he's probably looking to put this behind him and just like sort of rip the Band-Aid and do another tour so that hopefully the next tour, this isn't going to be brought up. But as of now, Travis Scott is from Houston and that is where Astroworld happened. And as of now, there's no tour stop in Houston for his tour. So that's presumably for related reasons. There were a number of lawsuits that came after him in the wake of all of this. So I don't know exactly where those stand today. But it is a very awkward, very sad, and very strange situation overall. And again, I think he's just looking to put this behind him, but I doubt he ever fully will. And the next up, I wanted to let you guys know that the lead singer of a band called Florence and the Machine... Florence Welch. She recently had to cancel a number of her planned performances and she just came out and saying that this was because of an emergency surgery. She kind of kept the details of what happened close to the chest, which is completely fair. Everyone's medical situations are private, but she basically said she needed life-saving care. So we hope she's okay and recovering. So for our next music-related mini story, the Smash Mouth singer passes on. On Monday, the lead singer of Smash Mouth, a 90s sensation, passed away. His name was Steve Harwell, and he was best known for the 1999 hit All-Star. You know, it went, hey now, you're an all-star, get your game on, go play. You know, all that glitters is gold, that song. Anywho, unfortunately, Steve, who was known for his raspy vocals and punk attitude, he died of liver failure. He was also a big part of the Shrek soundtrack for their version of I'm a Believer by the Monkees. Basically, the band was fun, iconic, and oh so 90s. Rest in peace to this all-star. And lastly, in our music-related news, the Margaritaville singer Jimmy Buffett passes on. So Jimmy Buffett, you know, as of Margaritaville, he passed away at 76. He was a folk hero, as the New York Times put it, with a very loyal, very roguish following that they compared to the Grateful Dead. Forbes this year had estimated that his wealth was about $1 billion, so he definitely saw a lot of success in his life, a lot of fun and debauchery. May he rest in peace. What a legend. And for our final story today, I I'm afraid that we probably will be going over with this story, but I think this one is really important to tell. So I'm going to go ahead and go into it anyway. Thanks for bearing with me. I did want to issue a content warning. This story involves child abuse. So a YouTube mom has been charged with child abuse and her name is Ruby Frank and she was known for her tough love mentality when it came to parenting. She took a really hard stance, especially when it came to like punishment, for example. She would deprive her children of food as a form of discipline, and she preached these parenting methods as gospel on her YouTube channel titled Eight Passengers. Viewers and neighbors and friends had all seen the signs. These kids, they looked malnourished, they had injuries, and they had, you know, been going to CPS and other authorities for quite some time, but nothing was being done about the matter. This woman openly talked on her page about lashing her kids' tongues, 
taking away their rooms for months and forcing them to sleep on bean bags for seven months in a row when they had beds, depriving them of food. And she threatened to cut off the heads of their favorite stuffed animals and didn't allow them to have any sleepovers. They were basically just some really troubling things going on this in this home that the mom, Ruby, seemed oddly proud of. And again, this was something she was kind of like promoting on her YouTube page. Her kids were seen on video hiding under beds to get away from her or saying there's dead skin everywhere, which is just really disturbing. She also once said to like the camera she couldn't wait to lick her children and sort of came like licking towards the camera, towards the screen. It was completely bizarre and definitely freaked me out. It was disturbing. Keep in mind, too, that this woman has eight children. So there were a number of kids who were being subjected to this strange behavior and cruelty. And after a while, or just recently, one of her sons, a 12-year-old, broke loose from the home by climbing out of a window in the night. He went to a neighbor's house and he had paper on his legs is one thing that's being reported, which I'm not sure exactly what that means. But he also had duct tape around his wrists and his ankles. He said he was thirsty and he was begging them for help. He looked malnourished and he said he was afraid for the neighbor to call the police, but she felt that she needed to. Once the duct tape was removed, they also found deep lacerations on his wrist, apparently from having been tied up with rope. Four of the children were removed from the home once the police were called, and Ruby Frank, as well as her business partner, Jody Hildebrandt, were charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. They were both denied bail due to the severity of the children's injuries, and several of the children needed to be hospitalized following the police being called. Despite the fact that her account had over 2.2 million subscribers, YouTube cut ties with Frank and removed her accounts from the platform. Sherry Frank, one of Ruby Frank's older sis- or older children, She's a junior at Brigham Young University, and she said on Instagram, quote, justice is being served, end quote. So that was about her mother being indeed abusive and needing to face consequences. She went on to say that a lot of people, herself included, have been trying to involve CPS in the situation for years, but that it was falling on deaf ears until just now. Ruby herself had three sisters who also came out in saying that they had been trying to get help for her kids for years. Who knows how much of that is true or if they're just trying to like save face in the wake of this, you know, fiasco. But either way, it is great that the kids are away from her and safe now. But let's hope that their father is not abusive as well, because I have to assume he at least knew that the kids were being abused and so at a bare minimum was enabling the behavior. It's pretty insane. We'll definitely keep you guys posted as this important case unfolds. And that is the news du jour. Today I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, a child's mind is not a container to be filled but rather a fire to be kindled. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. 
a rate and review, or shout out on social media would mean the world to us and help us be able to keep creating the news du jour. But the best way to support all of our work is to become a patron at www.patreon.com forward slash sugar-free media. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. Any little noises you may hear in the background are my rescue pup. He has a little separation anxiety and always records with me. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from... Oh, 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 oh.